thought I have for this message today is believers need God's knowledge. We need God's knowledge. If we're going to seek to please Him, we got to know His Word. We can't just go any old way, any old thing to do. As long as I do something part, you know, do it in part and not do it in whole to the Lord. As I just say, well, I'll do a few things and that'll get me by. Uh, we either got to be fully committed or we're not committed at all. Amen. <clears throat> and the Holy Ghost just uh, reassured us that we are to believe. We're to believe God. To trust Him. And he knows every need that we have. And He is touched by our feelings. The Scripture says the feelings of our infirmities, things that we may suffer with, God is touched by those. And we, we are His children. That we are surrendered fully to His will. Nothing pleases you any more than to know that your children walk in obedience to you. If you're bringing up children and they're walking in obedience, you're teaching them God's way and they're following as you follow the Lord, nothing pleases you anymore. I don't believe it. There's a lot of prayers we can pray. I believe our first and foremost prayers is that our families be saved, our loved ones, our siblings, parents, grandparents, all of our extended family. The greatest need is for them to be saved, to be born again, to be washed clean from their sins by the blood of the Lamb, to be set free from the bondage of sin, and to experience what His sanctification is is all about and getting that old Adamic nature, that root that we are born into this world with, that old Adamic nature of Adam, getting, getting him eradicated from our life. Amen. When we repent and ask God to forgive us, He forgives us and wipes our slate clean. But then we've got to get rid of that old root of Adam, that, that old Adamic nature has got to also got to have victory over it. Got to have deliverance from that old vic that old nature of the flesh that we need victory over. Amen. Amen. So like Paul said in Romans, that, so that the things that I want to do, I'll do. And the things I don't want to do, I won't do. <laughs> Amen. And then receiving power that he has through the Holy Ghost. Oh, what a joy it is to give us more power for His service. But we need God's knowledge. Right. We need His knowledge. And I've got several scriptures today I'm going to be sharing. And each one of these scriptures has some powerful insight into our walk, our relationship with the Lord. Knowledge means to be fully aware 
God wants you to be fully aware of what He says in His Word. But what, what we call that we tote around known as the Bible, what it says. And that we'll be able to share what it says, what His Word says to others. And not be confused ourselves. Amen. Amen. You've heard someone try to share things with you at some point in time and they were a bit confused. And you recognize that they didn't understand what they were trying to share and they needed some more than what they had. Mm -hmm. And you and I can always see the need that we should want more and desire more of what God has. No matter how much knowledge we obtain, we want more knowledge. Mm -hmm. if, uh, if you could just go through grades one through six and get out of school, you think, you know, that uh, you don't need to learn anymore. But we have to go on. They've got it set for grades 12 that you go through, you know, to complete what your elementary and, and your full school teaching is. And then when you get out of school, out of high school, you can go on to college and to more learning, receiving more knowledge. And when we, as babes, we come to Christ, He wants us to grow and receive more and more knowledge. And I'll have, I have one of the scriptures here. It talks about, about the milk. And about where to, to keep, be weaned off of the milk and go on to greater things. And God has uh, some substance in His Word that we need to receive. But to be fully aware to know for a certainty what you believe. That someone can come along with another gospel or another message and lead you astray. Amen. Because you know for a certainty whom you have believed. And you're persuaded by that. You understand what His Word has been given to you to live. And now, because of that, you're making intelligent decisions. You're making intelligent decisions. <laughs> the decisions that God wants you to make through His Son Christ and through the help and power of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to begin the first scripture in Isaiah 33 and 6. He said, Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of the times. Oh, we need some stability today, church. In our walk with the Lord, we need stability. We don't need to be up. We don't need to be down. You know, up and down, up and down. We need to be stable. We need to be stable. Amen. In our walk with the Lord. Steady goes the ship, as the old saying is. We need to be steady in our going with stability of the times. He said wisdom and knowledge shall be that stability of the times that we're living today. We're living in some difficult times today, church. The church is facing times that it's never faced before. It's facing challenges that we've never faced before. Amen. And those challenges are to do one thing 
And it's always been that through the ages, but we've got greater challenges today. It is to compromise. The challenge to compromise His Word and to step back, amen, and to embrace things that are sinful. That's the challenge of His church and His people today. And many are succumbing to that. Many are bowing down to that. Stepping back and sliding the scriptures aside and embracing sinful conditions into their fellowship. Some for the means of growth and more money. Amen. For the means of numbers. Numbers don't, don't give a good description that you're preaching and teaching God's Word. Amen. It, it could be a picture of those that are getting fed what they want fed to them. Amen. Amen. Spoon feeding those what they want. But when we do the things and preach and teach what God says of His Word, Amen. You get to the place of being stable that it ain't that someone is spoon feeding you. Oh, but you're being fed by the Lord Himself and you're growing in that relationship because the knowledge of Him is expanding more and more in your walk, in your life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He said, and also, that, that wisdom and knowledge is the strength of your salvation. So if we want to be strong, as Brother Mark was saying, he wanted to grow more in the Lord. Amen. We want to be stronger yes. in the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Yes. We need to let His wisdom and knowledge, amen, bring us to that stability of the times that we're living today to help us. Then he said, the fear of the Lord is His treasure. Why did he throw that in there? In the end of that. The fear of the Lord. He is saying the fear of the Lord is his treasure. He's talking about the treasure that's laid up for the good. Amen. For the good of those. Praise the Lord. That are walking in his salvation. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, that He will give us things that are good in our time of need. Those treasures that the Lord has in our time of need, He's going to share those treasures with us that are from Him that will bless us. It's kind of like some is getting excited and thrilled about getting a second. <laughs> a second check from the government. A stimulus check. <laughs> Woo! His son, 14 instead of 12. It's ended up, you know. Who don't want more money? Anybody does. Who don't want free money? Anybody does. I was talking with the tax person the other day about my taxes, and they said, You're not going to be taxed on this. I said, Hallelujah. I said, That's a that's a pointer for the government today. Amen. That we've gotten a stimulus check and they're not taxing us on it. I hope this one here is going to fall in the same category. Amen. But I'm telling you things of what we say that are free. We want it. But God.
It's for us in our time of need. Oh, that he'll open up his treasure chest. Just as that song said, that whatever feelings we feel, Sister Brenda, he's touching those feelings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That treasure that is laid up for our good, it's laid in store for your good and for my good. When I need it, praise the Lord. When I need a touch from God, and He opens that treasure chest and He sends out this blessing. Oh, this golden nugget. Praise the Lord. That helps me. That defends me. That protects my need. Amen. Let it be so. Let it be the stability of the times that we're facing that keeps my salvation intact. Amen. Amen. Hosea. A very powerful scripture. 4 and 6. Hosea said, My people. God was telling Hosea to share with his people. said, They're destroyed for lack of knowledge. There's many people sitting in the house of God today that don't have near the knowledge of God that they need. Because if they did, they wouldn't be doing some of the things that they're doing. And calling themselves a believer. When you call yourself a believer, a follower of Christ, you're committed to Him. Amen. There's things that you'll be more careful about. You'll be a very prudent person. You'll be careful the things that you talk and the things that you do. Amen. Because you're representing your Lord and your Savior. Amen. And you won't just do any other way. But if you have lack of knowledge, Satan's able to step in and to lead you in some areas and some great places that he would like to lead you to if you'll follow him. You don't have that knowledge. You just may fall into his trap and his snare. But he said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And he said, because, because, this is one of the main factors, because they rejected knowledge. And I want to know it. I don't want to know what God says. I've had people tell me, you may have had some tell you, I don't want to hear, I've had some family members say, I don't want to hear Uncle Ricky what God has to say. I don't want to hear that. I said, no, but you will one day. And if someone doesn't warn you, who will? Who will? I said, I'm only sharing because I love you. This is what God says. Take it or leave it. It's your choice. Amen. It's not being forced on you. But if you reject knowledge, guess what He said? He'll reject you. That's what He said. Amen. He said, I'll reject you. If you reject me. Uh -huh. Sounds like a jealous God to me. He's jealous over his people. He's jealous over the ones that he loves that will follow him. But those who reject him, he said, that's your choice. That is your choice. And I give you that choice. But he said, I'll also reject you. When the day of judgment comes, I will reject you. So what are we to do? Those that lack the knowledge of God. He tells those that lack the knowledge of God to awake. He 
said, to a white to righteousness. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 34. Awake to righteousness is the way that I won't have that lack of knowledge. It's the means that I won't reject knowledge, but that I'll receive knowledge. He says, awake to righteousness. Praise the Lord. And sin not. Sin not. Amen. Oh, well, I thought we could do some sin because we're not perfect. No, he said, sin not. He said, for some have not the knowledge of God. And he said, I speak this to who? <coughs> he said, I speak this to your shame. To your shame. Look at sad David standing before him on the day of judgment. And he said, I called you. I called you. Just using that as, as an example. I called you. March the 21st at the Camp Branch Church in Maine. I called you to awake to righteousness. But you reject it. See, that's how it will be. That's how it will be. You rejected. You refused. And he said you never made an effort to seek after me. So he has said, depart from me. I never knew. And yet, wait to righteousness and sin not. Sin not. For some does not have the knowledge of God. And I speak this to your shame. Why is he speaking this? Paul said to your shame. He said, because you don't want to know. You're too busy with self. You're too busy living that you're not concerned about dying. And that's where the world is today. Sometimes I make reference to that in funerals that I'm preaching. I said people are so busy living, they're not concerned about dying. Amen. But living people should be concerned about dying, about leaving this life one day, this earth, amen, to another place right. and be prepared. We should be prepared when that time comes. But we can get so busy in living, spending our life living, that we're not concerned about dying. It's true. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Oh, awake. Awake, this won't be out of shame. Praise the Lord. He said in Proverbs 19 and 27, the scripture says to cease my son and to hear instructions. It was, it's kind of like he said, I want you to stop hearing things that you don't need to hear. I want you to stop hearing things that you don't need to hear that will cause you to err. Uh -huh. Things he said, don't listen to those things that will cause you to err. Come the words of knowledge. Amen. Oh, mm, yes, Lord. Yes, he said. Stop here, my son. Instructions that causes you to err from my words. 
that I want you to know. Turn a deaf ear to. Somebody comes along and tells you, brother, there ain't no word about spoken in the Bible. <laughs> we ain't got revelation yet, have you? Because there's a smoke that sends out of the furnace. <laughs> and I don't think it's a pleasant smoke. Mm -hmm. But the Bible is true. Unless you turn to Him, you'll be in that smoke. That's right. <laughs> You'll be in that smoke that goes up and have torment that burneth forever and ever. Amen. You turn a deaf ear from those that try to cause you to err from the knowledge of my word. Someone comes along and says, I found a better way. There's not a better way. There ain't but one way. I found another way to God. There ain't but one way. There ain't but one God and one Lord and one faith. One baptism. And if you work any way outside of that, it's not of God. I said it's not of God. Amen. It's not of God. Amen. If you work any way outside of that, what are we listening to today? We listen to good things that are wholesome. See, that's why the world's feeding on the things of the world. They're hearing things of the world that you're all right and God loves you. Amen. He ain't going to destroy us because He loves us. He sent His Son to die for us. Yes, He did. But unless you receive His Son, That's right. unless you repent of your sins and turn from them, Amen. Then He has no part with you. You're still dead to Him. You're still dead. You've not been made alive. You're still dead to Him. Amen. Amen. So what things are we listening to? That's why we need to be in the house of God. Amen. So we can hear the teaching and the preaching yes. of the Word of God. What is it He said? He said, faith cometh by what? Hearing. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. Hearing. And what did He say? Hearing by what? The Word. The word. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hearing by the Word. Some people say, well, I ain't got to be in the house of God to hear the word. No, you ain't got to. <laughs> I don't guess we don't got to do anything that <laughs> we don't want to do. But if we want to, <laughs> I'm glad I got that want to spirit. I'm glad this morning you've got that want to spirit that you want to hear the word of God. Amen. Amen. So that your faith can increase. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by His Word. Amen. And if someone today or many today that are not getting His Word, then uh, they would, you know, if their faith is not increasing, they might not be hearing the right Word that's being presented to them. Amen. Amen. He said in Psalms 14 and 4, He said, Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge. Are all those out there that are sinning against God, that are working against Him, do they not have any knowledge whatsoever? I, you know, it's like you don't got a bit of knowledge. You, you, you know how to dress yourself. You know how to tend to yourself and care for yourself. You know how to get up and do things and go to work and live and, 
and, and do this and that. Do you not have any knowledge? Don't you have a little bit of knowledge somehow? He said, have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge? He said, who eat up my people as they eat bread. Oh, they laugh and make fun and joke about religious people, God's people, all that stuff, going to church and all this here hallelujahs and all this here praise the Lord stuff. That don't mean a thing. He said, don't you have any knowledge of the things you say that you eat up my people like you're eating bread? Amen. He said, and you call not upon the Lord. Look at the ending of that scripture. And you call not upon the Lord. Like, I don't need Him. I don't need the Lord. What's He done for me? What's He done for me? And just as sure when disaster happens and strikes, families and homes, they say, God, why did you do this? Why did you do this? Could it be a measure of getting their attention? Could it be? To be a measure of getting their attention. Mm -hmm. See, God doesn't make mistakes. Amen. And He doesn't bring confusion and problems into our lives. He tries to bring correction. He tries to bring instruction. He tries to bring righteousness. Amen. Amen. That's what He tries to do. Proverbs 2, 10 and 11. He says, When wisdom entereth into thy heart, and knowledge is pleasant to thy soul. Now read it in this ten, in this context. Just read it right on through. When wisdom enters into your heart and knowledge is pleasant to thy soul, he said, guess what? Discretion shall preserve it. When we let wisdom enter into our heart and knowledge enter our soul, he said, then discretion shall be or shall preserve thee. He's just simply stating here the choice. The choice that I make will be for my goodness and, and my purpose that God has intended for it to be. If I'm allowing His wisdom, I'm allowing His knowledge, amen, to be in my heart, then the choices that I make, they will sustain me. They will preserve me. They're for my purpose. To make the right decisions, the right choices when I'm faced with what shall I do? What shall I do? He said, an understanding or that intelligence that I've gotten off and through the Word of God that intelligence that I've gotten through the Word of God, His understanding shall keep me. Praise the Lord. I won't be another one of those fools up and down, in and out, back and to. I'll have the wisdom, the understanding shall keep me. He said in 20, uh, Isaiah 28 and 9, said, Whom shall he teach knowledge? Are you one this morning that you want God to teach you knowledge? Mm. I've had people tell me at times through the years, they said, Brother Knox, I wish I, wish I could open my heart up and just swallow all this right inside. Mm, 
I said, you can't. That's what it's given for. <laughs> there ain't no wishing about it. Yeah, but I wish I could just consume. I said, we can't consume it all in one thought. If we thought we could consume God all in one thought, there wouldn't be much to it. But I said, it's an every minute, every hour, every day thing that we're constantly, we're constantly taking in God through His love, through His Word, through His Spirit. We're constantly taking it in to our lives. But I said, I was not going to just open up and take it all in one time. We couldn't bear it. We couldn't stand it. These here, these here uh, uh, fleshly bodies couldn't take all of God at one time. Such a God moment and a God move. We couldn't take it all at one time. <laughs> it's too much. Too much. He said, whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? And then he said, then, are you one of them? I'm one of them, he said, that are weaned from milk and are drawn from the breast. He said, them that have gone from the meat to substance. I mean, from the milk to substance. Mm -hmm. I've got some substance. How many remember when you begin to grow in the Lord? You know, you first got saved and everything was so great. And then the first thing, Brother Larry, that happened is you come along with a little test. Hadn't been saved in a week or two or whatever. It seemed like everything was perfect and fine up to that point. And all of a sudden, here come a test on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> here comes some means of measure for you to grow a little bit. And you, you've taken on the, the milk. And, the, and then he, he threw a little substance to you. And it felt different. It wasn't like the milk. It was like, that's a little bit harder to swallow. <laughs> Remember the first time you ever spoon fed even baby food? It's soft and all as it is. You know, to babies, they've been so used to milk, and you give them the first spoon of baby food, a lot of time they throw it back at Because it was something that they were they didn't recognize. It, it wasn't milk. They've been used to receiving the milk. But he said, Blessed are those that have been drawn or been weaned from the milk. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because they received more substance. Oh, yes. There's more substance to help us to grow in our relationship. There's more knowledge that God has for us that we can't stay on the wing. Can't stay on that milk all the time. Had a fellow tell me a month or so back at one of the funerals I did out of town, he said, uh, I've known him all my life. He's much older as a man's brother. And he got a captain. He's always one for, for saying things and cutting up. And he said, Oh no, she said, if I was in your shoes, he said, I'd like to have me a bottle and a big old rack. <laughs> I said, wow, brother. He said, I stick the bottle to them, and he said, if they don't want it, he said, I slap them with the rack. <laughs> he said, you got to get first things right first. <laughs> He said, you got to get them started right. He said, sometimes, he said, people, uh, you know, get saved. They, they want to jump over there and think, I want the meat right now. And he said, not able to take it. And he said, they wind up causing problems in the church. Because <laughs> they want to tell everybody what they need to do. But he said, they need to be bottle fed first. And said, they tell if they don't take the milk, he said, slap them with the rag. <laughs> I won't call his name because some of you might know him. <laughs> He's a well-known man. I said, well, uh, that sounds good, but I don't know how it works. 
<laughs> but he said, those that are weaned is the one you can teach knowledge to and the one that you can make to understand doctrine is those that are weaned. And you know, that's, that's the truth. That's really the truth right there. I mean, it's the truth. You're trying to, you know, the, or the Lord's trying to get people to grow and to mature in their walk and to go on to, to things of maturity. I don't want to do those things. I don't want to, do, I want to be a baby and I want you to tend to me. And I'm going to cry and I want you to attend to my cry. You know, and I want the preacher to attend to my cry. I want the members of the church to attend to my cry. Because I'm a baby and I want to attend to me. I'm a new convert and I want to cry. Come on. How many remember the first time as your first child or second or third child and uh, they were expecting the bottle and you took the bottle away from them? How did they cry and get mad? Ooh, I want my bottle. <laughs> It'd be enough to say Bob Bar or something, you know. I want it. You ain't getting feet from the table. <laughs> he said, Whom shall we teach knowledge? Whom shall you make to understand doctrine? Those that are when Jeremiah 3 and 15, he said, the way he's going to do that, Jeremiah said, is he's going to give us pastors according, God said, to his heart. <coughs> he said, I'm going to give you pastors according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. You know, that's God's love being expelled to us. God wants to give His church, His people, His sheep, He wants to give them pastors. Amen. He wants to give them pastors. He said, according to my heart, that will listen to me, that will follow me and serve me, I want to give you pastors after my heart. He said that shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Oh, that's that's good. I, I, I need that. I need that. Aren't you glad we're receiving that today? Amen. I'm glad that we are. He said in Romans 3 and 20, the latter part of that verse, he said, For my law, or for he said, For by the law is the knowledge of sin. It's through God's Word as we know what sin is. We know what sin is. When someone says, how do you know what sin is? How can you be so judgmental about what I'm doing? Because God's Word, by His Word, we have the knowledge of what sin is. Right. Amen. And that's the things that we are to steer away from and be separated from. 1 Timothy 2 and 4 Paul said to Timothy, he said, God, this is God's will who will have all men to be saved come to the knowledge of the truth. Right. You believe that God wants you to have the knowledge of His truth today so that you won't err, so that, that you can come off of being weaned from milk and you can grow and mature. God wants you to have the knowledge of His truth so that we can be saved. He wants all men to be saved. He said, and come to the knowledge of the truth. Come and accept His knowledge of truth that He has. Because the Bible, God's Word, that has been given to us reveals, church, it reveals two aspects of the will of God. You can listen to this. It, it reveals two aspects of the will of God for mankind in regard to salvation. One, His perfect will. His perfect will. Which says he wants everyone to be saved. Just like the first part of the scripture says. Then 
And this here gets used many times out of context for people to justify living in a sinful condition. His permissive will. No, a permissive will is what we'll use in this definition or this description <coughs> of God's permissive will is that, that He allows many to refuse. He allows many to refuse to come to Christ to receive salvation. If you choose not to come, He'll let you do that. He'll, he, that is His permissive will. He could go ahead and cut you off. He could go ahead and withdraw the breath from you when you reject Him. When you refuse to come to Him, He could go ahead and cut you off. When He's dealing with you, He's dealing with those in this world to be saved. And they refuse. They reject. God could cut them off if He wants to through Christ. They won't receive my Son to be saved. But He throws that permissive will that He allows those, as many as will, their choice. That I'm not going to receive you. That's your choice. You've made your decision. It's not my perfect will, but I'll allow it to happen. I may not be withdrawing my bread from you. And I'll allow you to do that. Because it's going to be to your destruction. It's going to be your destruction. See, that's the kind of God that loves us. And if I understand that wrong, you can talk with me later. That's why I, I kind of think about that. As God lets people in this world reject Him, refuse Him, or He don't want to draw the breath from them, that's their decision. And when the end of time comes for them, when their clock ticks the last tick, and they're going to exit this line, then it'll be too late. To say, I need to be saved. Two other scriptures I want to share. In Proverbs 12 and 1 says, Whoso loveth instructions. I like this. He loveth knowledge. <laughs> I like to be instructed. Amen. Brother Donald's, you and Sister Brenda, for years y'all taught and instructed children as you come up to the ranks of teaching on to other areas of educational instructions and stuff. You had those that they loved instructions. They didn't they didn't kick against what you was teaching them. They were soaking like a sponge what you had. Amen. It was helping them to grow. It was helping them to learn. And he said, Whoso loveth instruction, loveth knowledge. Because that knowledge you was giving them, they know it's going to help them to obtain a passing grade in your class. <laughs> it was going to help them to get to the next grade level that they wanted to get to. Amen. And eventually one day get them out of high school where they thought when they got out of high school, that was it. I know everything. And uh, I get to do everything now I want to. Only to learn that that's just another, <laughs> just another stepping stone to take. But whoso loveth instruction, loveth knowledge. And then he said here in Proverbs 1 and 7, I close with this. He said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And that is so true, church. Amen. It is so true. You probably read that many times. Heard it read in Sunday school. But the fear, the reverence, the all reverence of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. When we begin to reflect on the Lord and acknowledge Him that He is Lord. That He's the Lord God that made all that we see. That He made me and all that's in the world. Amen. I begin to, to converse with Him. I begin to talk with Him. 
then he said, this is the beginning of knowledge. Right there. The door's open. The door's open. The next step is, I need to know more about him. I need to know more about him. And so I start asking questions. I asked my mom. I asked my dad. Who's God? Where did he come from? How did he get to heaven? <laughs> hey, some of them questions are the best you can answer. We have to ask them when we get there. Amen. But he throwed it in reverse. He said, but what? But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let's don't despise the instruction and the wisdom that God wants us to have. Because this is going to help us to obtain His salvation to the very end.